All right. We're going to say, all right. We're going to say it like we're doing smooth jazz. Well, all right. Uh, but we're not doing smooth jazz. We're not doing that at all. Uh, we are live on uh, Comedy School's Radio Network.com. We are live on uh, the YouTube. We're, uh, we're YouTube-ish. Uh, and we are now going to be live in three, in two, in one, in one and a half, in one and a third, in one and an eighth, in one and a quarter, in one fifty-eighth and nine thousand. And we are now live on Facebook Live. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, moms and dads, children of all ages. Welcome to Living on a Thin Line with Tony Visick. I am Tony Visick. We come to you every day at 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, uh, Arizona Time, which right now is Pacific Time. I try to explain this every day. It, it doesn't help. I, I'm not helping myself or others. But you know what? You got to do what you got to do. Um, you know, it's like the stuff uh, on the commercial when they're saying, Astra Sukapa will save your life. And then there's a little thing under it going, uh, may also cause brain cancer, teeth to fall out, feet to smell bad. So, you know, I do my little disclaimer in the beginning about uh, what time we're on. Because I've had people write me and go, you're not, it's not mountain standard time right now because you're California time. Then I, you know, and then I have people go, all right, if it's 2 p.m. there, what year is it here? So uh, we try to clear that up. We try to clear that up every day so that uh, no one can accuse us of lying. We don't want to be known as liars. Uh, we come to you every day. Uh, this show is on three platforms. Count them. Three. One, two, three. It's on ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com. It is on uh, YouTube on Comedy Schools. And it is on uh, Facebook Live. The show is on three platforms. It's built around three things. Three little tent poles. It's a little TP of humor. TP humor. You say, what is that? Toilet paper humor? No, just TP. Like... You know, like a, a thing, you know, that people used to live in that lived here before America, before, <laughs> before Europeans were. Man, I just, I don't want to get, I don't want to cause, I don't really care if I cause trouble or not, but I try to avoid it just because I don't feel like dealing with it. Um, three things. It's based on your questions and comments that are posted on one of the aforementioned uh, social media platforms that we then comment back. We will then comment back or, or uh, uh, answer any questions. Uh, and then it's built around some knick-knack doodad, a little, uh, 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 little kerfluffle, a uh, little piece of fluff, uh, memorabilia autograph that we have laying here in the home office that I share with you. And then um, we try to build a little story around. And we normally, normally, we uh, recommend uh, two pieces of... Uh, Two artists or two pieces of music based off our vast and deep and expansive vinyl album collection. We are now beginning to transition, for those you concerned, into the into the CD era. So uh, at one point in my life, all I bought were 45s. 45s were these uh, little records with a big hole. Little records with a big hole. All right? Please, QAnon people, do not take that out of context. Little record, big hole. And there was only one song per side. You could flip it over. You got two songs. One P, one circular piece of vinyl, little, big hole. And you went home and you played it on your uh, record player. Then we went into the, and I had a bunch of those, but they all got burnt up in a trailer fire in 1976. Uh, that's right. I lived in a trailer. Yes, it did burn down. Yes, it was 1976. And all my 45s were in the living room where the fire took place. The fire department did get it put out in time to save the bedroom, 
where my albums were. I lost some albums. I lost the Heart album, Dreamboat Annie. I know that. And some other great ones, which I uh, can't uh, remember right now. Um, uh, a Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings album. I think those were the two big ones that were in the living room when that trailer burned down. It was uh, Heart's Dreamboat Annie and the Outlaws primer to uh, Outlaw Country Music with Willie and Waylon and uh, Tom Paul Glazer and Jesse Coulter. Jesse Coulter Young? Was it Jesse Coulter or Jesse, uh, just Jesse Coulter? Anyway, Waylon's wife. Waylon's wife. Uh, those burnt up in the fire, but I had albums. So for years, we were in the album era. If you bought music, you bought it, uh, albums. Then we shifted over to, uh, for during that time, during that very time, we were slowly shifting into the 8-track era. So 8-tracks were these things that looked like a, they were like a rectangle, like a thick rectangle. And you, uh, you bought a separate player that you then mounted inside your car. I had one mounted. I mounted an 8-track player. And, you know, as a young guy at that age, drinking as I was and as frustrated as I was many times, I might have mounted it in more ways than one. Uh, <laughs> um, and you put that uh, thing that looked like a sandwich into the A-track player, and there you had, uh, you had music in your car. You didn't have to, you, you were freed with the A-track player, which actually started out originally as two-track and four-track players. Quickly, Gary Upton, you're watching, you know this, you were around. Gary up incidents, incidents, incidents. Gary, if you don't mind me saying so, I'm talking about uh, the different eras in uh, in what you how you listen to music and how when I was a kid you listened on 45s and I just described them as uh, little records with a big hole, little things with a big hole. And I also asked the QAnon people not to attack me for saying that. All right, and that then we moved to the album era. But uh, uh, I have most of my albums from that I started buying around 1970. But I lost some in a trailer fire in 1976. Gary Upton, do you remember that trailer fire? And you should, because you were in the trailer while it was on fire. <laughs> it's so weird. I'm talking about that, that trailer fire and who pops up. One of the people that was in the trailer. I saved your life. Uh, <laughs> and, I, and I'd do it again. You were a fun guy to hang out with. So during that time, I had a 68 Le Mans. 68 Le Mans. It was cool, man. Pontiac Le Mans. Not a firebird. I didn't have some big bird painted on my hood. That was somehow popular or cool for a short period of time. I never went for that crap. It's one how many tattoos. I don't think you write on things. The thing, the thing should speak for itself. Uh, and it had an eight-track player in it, uh, and then you stuck the eight-track in there. You were freed from the tyranny of the radio that you could only listen to what they were playing on the radio. You could then get your favorite album on eight-track and stick it in there and listen to it. One of my favorites was uh, the best of Commander Cody and the Lost Planet Airmen. They uh, had beautiful songs they played, like uh, everybody's dancing and trucking, everybody's swinging and fucking. Uh, I ate three bennies in my uh, semi-truck won't start. Uh, they also did an incredible great version of Smoke That Cigarette. They basically played a lot of really like uh, uh, off-color hillbilly music uh, in a boogie-woogie fashion, and they were a killer band. I saw them live in concert. So you had eight-track players. Then we moved to the cassette era. And then from the cassette era, we moved to the CD era. Now, I've saved a lot of my cassettes, not all of them. Somehow they didn't hold their value. Albums did, and CDs have, but the poor 8-track, 
and the poor cassette are ignored by people. They were ignored. They were tossed out. I've got a, you know, the problem with them was that they were easily damaged. You kind of took care of your records. You stacked them right. You cleaned them. But uh, uh, cassettes easily melted in the sun or the tape inside would break easily. The same thing with eight tracks. So they both had that little magnetic, uh, uh, with eight tracks it was thick, uh, with uh, 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 cassettes it was thin, with that magnetic uh, uh, tape in there that the music was put on. And they got destroyed easily, so they did not have the durability of the vinyl album or the CD. All of this by way of explaining to you that we are now also moving into the CD era. So if you're going, Tony's going to run out of music to talk about eventually. He's already been on the air over six months. He's recommended two albums a day, almost seven days a week nonstop, give or take a day or two. He's got to run out of records. Well, I still have records. Now, so I'm getting some pretty esoteric and weird ones, and ones that nobody would like except me and a very small select group of people. But I still have records. But we are moving to the CD era, so I just thought I would mention that. Okay? That was a... Uh, man, I got to talk about the trailer fire. Uh, that was so nice. You know, that shows you sometimes you should not be uh, Mr. Hyper-Responsibility. You should not be Mr. Hyper-Responsibility. Because on that fateful day in the year of our lard... 1976, the bicentennial year when we drank bicentennial beer. There was a uh, there was a, a brand of beer in St. Louis, Missouri called Falstaff, and Falstaff, and I think Bush, too. We drank Bush beer. Bush beer is kind of a garbage beer. That's what I'm told, you know. But that's uh, uh, but Bush Bavarian Brewery was located, still is located in St. Louis, no longer owned by the Bush family, um, owned by them. And Budweiser was their beer. Budweiser, the king of beers. Bush was like supposedly a lower grade of beer. Now, I didn't know that. Growing up in a working class family, you know, factory working father, there was always a case of Bush beer. Case of Bush beer now. Captain Beefheart. Uh, I may have some Captain uh, Rob, uh, Bob, Bob Rocky, also going to uh, AKA the nom de plume, our actual name, Robert Aguirre. Um, just put up Captain Beefheart. Uh, here on Facebook Live with a question mark. So I don't know if you're wanting to know if he exists. I don't think, that, I think you're asking, do we have Captain Beefheart music? Um, and I believe that I do. I'm going to have to look, but I'm almost positive. Uh, somewhere at least I have a compilation album with Trout Mask Replica on it. So uh, loved Captain Beefheart when I was in high school. A uh, very strange sounding, bizarre band. Uh, Captain Beefheart, a very close friend of uh, Frank Zappa. I think they both kind of grew up together in Palmdale or someplace weird like that. And put out some of the most audacious and innovative, strangest, exciting, adventuresome music. Uh, this side of Philip Glass. Uh, there, Paul Whitney said, is there a Captain Beefheart? Yeah, it was a real guy. It, that was his, not his real name, but it was uh, Captain Beefheart and his magical band. Um... Tina Mike Lawson, I'll send referencing back when I was talking about uh, St. Louis beers, said good old stag. There was stag beer, and it tastes like horse piss. I'm going to agree with you, Mike, that stag beer tasted like horse piss. I don't want to get into how we would be able to make that comparison. You see, okay, uh, bat chain puller. So I guess Bob's mentioning a song by Captain Beefheart. Uh, he had, oh, Captain Beefheart also had a song called The Blimp that was just uh, somebody going, 
the blimp, the blimp. And then a horn going, do, 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 the blimp, the blimp. And then, um, then somebody will almost like you're crying, going, oh, mom, the mothership, the mothership, the blimp, the blimp, do, 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 do. Very kind of Dadaistic type of music. Uh, our good friend Lon Simmons, who was a high school teacher who I'm still friends with, English communication creative writing teacher at Northwest Haskell. It's hard to believe. Sometimes you see some Facebook posts from some of my former friends that we had a creative writing class or even an English class. But we did. We had good English teachers. I guess most of us did not pay attention to them. Uh, had a multimedia class where we had to make uh, the forerunner a music video. We had to put together some sort of video that uh, kind of explained our, our visualized music. And uh, all I did was I found a uh, I find an, found an advertisement that had four identical pictures of a ball-headed guy squinting going, like that. And they were different colors, red, yellow, green, blue. Which, and I cut them out of uh, a magazine and I put them on slides and then I put them in a little slide projector and I just kept showing that over and over <laughs> during the whole song and going, I demand, I defy anyone to tell me that that's not art. That was my junior year of high school. There was another guy who took Marty Robbins' song, uh, was it down in the <laughs> El Paso? Marty Robbins song El Paso, and actually made a little movie of him acting out the scenes in that great story song El Paso by Marty Robbins. And all I did was I had uh, uh, four color slides of a ball headed guy <laughs> over and over a Captain Beefheart uh, song. And I think just out of fatigue, Lon Simmons still gave me a, a passing grade. Uh, Bob Rocky asked, did you dress as Yoko Ono one Christmas? Not just one Christmas, Bob. Every Christmas. Because when you dress like Yoko, every day is Christmas. Uh, Kelly Wilson said, Schlitz, the beer that gives back. Yeah, there was Schlitz. Schlitz malt liquor, Kelly. When we used to skip high school when we were kids and go to the Jules Bar in High Ridge, Missouri, we used to Schlitz malt liquor because we thought we were getting like an extra kick that had a little more potency a little more power. Being chased by the bull. I have totally forgotten what this show is supposed to be about now. Totally forgotten. Somehow I was trying to explain uh, how you purchase music in my lifetime. Right around the time I was born, there was something called 78 RPMs. Not even to go into it. And then there were 45s. Little records with a big hole. Then there were albums. Big records with a little hole. Then there were Eight tracks, then there were CDs, also there were cassettes in there, and now they just download it uh, from uh, exactly what you're watching me on here. So uh, what I'm trying to explain is that as we always recommend two artists or two pieces of music, or generally do every day, uh, that we are moving sometime from the vinyl era to the album era, I mean from the uh, vinyl album to the CD era, here on the show, but we've still got enough stuff to last the year. I might have to start going out and buying records and albums again. Someone asked about bobbleheads. Right now, there's only one bobblehead. Okay, one bobblehead we're talking about is the bobblehead that I'm going to give away to one of you. And here it is, the Tony Visick bobblehead. You're seeing it right here live on Facebook Live. You're seeing it there on YouTube, on ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com. There you go. That is the Tony Visick bobblehead. There's the name, Tony Visick. There are only three of these. Here, you don't believe it's somebody doesn't look like you. Yeah, it does. Look at it now. That's me. Hey, how you doing, everybody? Welcome to Living on a Thin Line. My name is Tony Vizek. This is your daily distraction. Um, 
There's only three of these in the entire world. Three. I got a thing with the number three, don't I? My show's on three platforms. Show's built around three things. There's only three Tony Visick bobbleheads. I have two brothers. That makes three sons, a Barbara and Jerry Visick. Something about the number Trace. I like that song, Trace Ombres. I also like uh, One, Two, Three by Len Berry. One, two, three. That's how elementary it's going to be. Uh, and I like doing this show because nobody can tell me what to do. And uh, now you see what happens when no one tells me what to do. So uh, we will be giving away one, one. We will be giving away one. Tony Visick Bobblehead, Saturday night. You have to be live in person at JP's Comedy Club, 860 East Warner Road. Uh, only 40 tickets available, uh, as I understand. Only 40 tickets in 120 seat rooms, so we have safe social distancing. Uh, you have to be live in person. You'll be given a raffle ticket at the end of the first show. We're going to take this hat, this hat right here. That's right. This hat right here. And we're going to pull a ticket out. And if you have the matching ticket, you will win one of three Tony Visit. These are going to be worth money. These are going to be worth money. Kevin Roberts goes, where can I buy the TV bobbleheads? I know I saw you asking that on Facebook earlier, Kevin. I was going to answer you, but uh, yeah, there we go. Very sharp. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome uh, to the show. Um, you can't buy them, Kev. You can't buy them. There's only three, man. Only three. All right? One's going to be given away Saturday night. I will tell you this, okay? Uh, and I'm not encouraging you to do this. I will not encourage you. But, I've already had someone write me and go, man, I'm in California and I cannot be in Phoenix to see the show. Hold on, Kevin. I got a solution for you, Kevin Roberts. And Mike, I want to go back and answer your questions about records off the back of a cereal box because, yeah, I did do that. Or like there'd be a record in a magazine, you know, and you could actually play it. It would destroy your needle. We did have that. Uh, Kevin Roberts says, this is anti-out-of-towner. I've got a solution. For you out of towners, and you know that I, you know I, you know I, I cast a wide net. You know that uh, the whole Tony Visit Comedy Schools.com family uh, is is a big tent organization. We're all inclusive. We include everyone. We love everyone. You know that, okay? Um, see, Angela Fox is now putting up amazing bobbleheads. What? And you know, Angela, I, I got to say, uh, don't. You, I can't stop you, Angela. I can't stop people. But if you're telling people to make bootleg bobbleheads, they'll be bootleg. They're not originals, not sanctioned, not officially sanctioned by Tony Visig or the ComedySchools.com organization. This is the Tony Visig bobblehead, you know, except no imitations. Now, Kevin, here's how you can possibly win this bobblehead. You can go online and purchase a ticket, even though, here, I'm telling you the solution. You can go online to JP's Comedy Club, .com, jpscomedyclub.com, and you can purchase a ticket. Yes, you won't be able to be at the show. And no, it's not going to be broadcast live. Okay? It's one of my first live shows in quite a while. But uh, you can purchase a ticket. Okay? And, I, and you then, uh, you, then you send me a picture of your purchase. All right? I will separate out a raffle ticket for you. Okay? And I'll put it in a, uh, uh, put it in a semi-waterproof sealed thing from uh, Funkin' Waterhouse, okay? And, 
and then we'll put its matching ticket in the hat Saturday night. Okay, and if it gets pulled out and you win, okay, we will ship the bottle bobblehead to you at your cost for shipping because these things were expensive. Okay, but you can win the bobblehead without being at the show Saturday night. Now, it is a $15 investment. I will grant you that. Tickets for the show Saturday night are $15. They are. I didn't set this price. Well, kind of. Uh, but uh, you'll be able to buy a ticket. You then send me a picture or I will see your purchase order. Okay? And I will then separate a out a raffle ticket for you. And if your number comes up, you will win the bobblehead without being in the room. But that's the only way. What other guy has done that or is doing that? Sammy J. Very funny comic, Sammy J., who's uh, uh, done shows with us, performed with us at several clubs, has been in our workshops, uh, said that he wanted to do that, and we're letting him do it. So Kev, my good friend Kev, as a matter of fact, the man who was the, um, the preacher, the pastor, who married Shirley and I uh, in August of 2013, uh, really wonderful guy, flew in from Detroit, Michigan. Detroit, Michigan, to, uh, to officiate... Uh, Shirley and I uh, entering into a wedded bliss. That's who we're talking to. Kev, if you want to, if you want to, then uh, all you got to do, all you got to do, Kev, is uh, do that. And then you have a chance to win one of three official Tony Fishing Bobbleheads. And he goes, he said, I'm still a it. I simply like saying it. I'm a it. I'm going it. Listen, man, we are already almost gone out of time. Um, here's what we're going to do today, uh, music-wise, is uh, we uh, reference this. Uh, this is the first time we're doing the same uh, uh, album or CD two days in a row. But we didn't get to all. This is Nuggets. 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 Nuggets was put out by Rhino Records, which was a compilation of the weird, the obscu obscure, the fun, the brilliant, uh, uh, way back, way back when. And this came out in 2000, and it is a compilation. They did compilations of all these records. This is a compilations of music from the psychedelic era, which ran pretty much from 1960, late 1966, up until about 1968, 69. The uh, psychedelic era, uh, which was all kind of a, uh, a lot of bands trying to capture a sound that was coming out of San Francisco that had been created by uh, the Grateful Dead and Jefferson Airplane, primarily um, uh, a little bit Big Brother and definitely Quicksilver. So bands that were really kind of um, inspired by that and inspired to use all the technology in different ways and also Hendrix and employ feedback and weird stuff. Yesterday, I recommended three songs off of this and they were uh, I Had Too Much to Dream Last Night by the Electric Prunes, a perfect encapsulation of uh, uh, psychedelic music. From that, era, uh, from that era, well, that was the only era for it. Pushing Too Hard by the Seeds. It's a pretty good pop uh, record. I got a great Seed story I'm still going to get to later on this week about uh, uh, the lead singer of the Seeds and the, the time that I met him. Uh, and also Shape of Things to Come from Wild in the Streets done by Max Frost and the Troopers. I think that was probably that was probably a, uh, just a, uh, a band of uh, people that were hired by producers to put together a song. Um, so other great songs on this were the original version of I Want Candy by the Strange Loves. Uh, later on, there was a 80s band 
can't remember their name, but uh, they had uh, they had this, they had a uh, they remade. I want candy. So the, the original version of it is here. Um, little girl by the Syndicate of Sound. If you want to hear like a sneering kind of record, hey little girl, you ain't got nothing on me. Nah, 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 nah. Uh, hey little girl by the Syndicate of Sound is a really fun song to listen to. Uh, 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 did I rec- did I recommend nobody but me yesterday? That's one of the coolest songs in the world. No, 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 no. Nobody can do the boogaloo. I may have, but I'm recommending it again because I really love that song. By the human B-I-N-Z, B-E-I-N-Z, which was a play on what was then the B-N. A B-N being a kind of like a rave nowadays where a bunch of young people get together in a park or someplace and then did a bunch of dope and then... Uh, acted like they were being spiritual and then listen to rock music and dancing weird and they were called beatins. <coughs> also on here, I'm definitely going to recommend Psychotic Reaction by the Count Five. So if you want to listen to a fun record from that era that really kind of helped define that era, you want to hear uh, Psychotic Reaction by Count Five. They were a real band with other hits. So just YouTube... Count five or psychotic reaction, and you'll hear a great fun song there. Also on here is a song that really wasn't psychedelic, but it's kind of like from that era. It was really, really cool. Uh, uh, kind of a f- cool love song with kind of an uplifting tempo called Time Won't Let Me. Time Won't Let Me. Whoa. So these are all off of uh, Nuggets from Nuggets, Choice Artifacts from the First Psychedelic Era. Now, you know, you could, you could actually uh, YouTube this entire uh, CD. And I guess you would find all this stuff. Oh, one more song to recommend on this. Oh, and I used to have this 45. This 45, Gary Upton, if you're still on, if you're still listening and watching. This 45 I got when I was a little kid in like 1967. Cherish this record. Love this record. Played it over and over. When I, was, uh, when I decided I would be a drummer and sent away for a set of drums, it was the one that I would put on the little, I take that 45, little record with a big hole, put it on a little single 45 record player, sit it right next to me so I could hear it and practice the drum parts to this particular song. And the song was by the Strawberry Alarm Clock. The name alone, if you've never known anything about anything, and I said there was a song called Incense and Peppermints, by a band called the Strawberry Alarm Clock, you go, that sounds like it was probably from the 60s. Not only was it from the 60s, that song is the 60s. Incense and Peppermint by the Stra- by Strawberry Alarm Clock. That's my recommendation for you today. Do you have a fun record with a really fun sound? Coming out of Los Angeles, California, Strawberry Alarm Clock. Uh, the lead singer was also a drummer. Ended up later on, as I understand it, opened up a uh, an aquarium pet store pet store uh, in Woodland Hills, California, and uh, owned it for many, many, many years. Not bitter. You know, one of those guys who had a brief, bright moment in the sun, and then the rest of it didn't happen for him. And like so many wonderful people I know in Southern California uh, who uh, have those brief, bright moments, found something else to do, and was quite happy, and still got to live in California during the great era of uh, uh, surf and sun and fun in Southern California. Okay, that's our show for today. If you want to call it I did today's show, you go ahead. That's your business. For me, it was just a wandering, meandering through some memories. Uh, some of them triggered by what I was talking about. Some of them triggered by just seeing the good friends that were on here now. 
All right, Saturday night, you can win the Tony Vizic bobblehead. Okay, uh, Bow Wow Wow, did I Want Candy. That's what Angela Fox just told me. Yeah, but it was a remake by this band, The Strange Love. So you need to look that up. You hear the original version. I got to go. I got to go. I got a live show to do tonight. I got a comedy workshop I'm teaching Thursday, uh, tonight at 6. Still not too late to join. One hour beginning stand-up comedy workshop starting at 6 p.m., ending at 7 p.m. You can join in. I'll be teaching from the back of a comedy club. It'll be a Zoom club about comedy taught from a comedy club. It's going to be fun. Let's have some fun, ladies and gentlemen. You have fun today. Do it safely. Practice safe social distancing no matter what that idiot says. Wear a mask when you're out in public because who wants to see your ugly mug anyway? That's it, you guys. I am going. Bye-bye.